All right, hey everyone, welcome to the No Guts, No Galaxy podcast number 158. I'm your host, we have no Mama Bear tonight. He has got some other things he has to do. So anyways, Mama Bear, this is for you. Today is April 24th, 2017, and I've got two guests with me. A little bit different podcast, guys. We're going to be switching it up on you, but I just want to first off say welcome to everyone out there. If you guys want to help support getting the word out there, retweets are appreciated. Dropping that link in chat. All you got to do is just click it. Maybe, I don't know, maybe your buddy uh, would like to uh, listen or whatever it is. Maybe your mom. Who knows? Not judging, just saying. Uh, but uh, yeah, new format, guys. We're going to be switching up, and uh, hopefully you guys can give us some feedback afterwards. One of which is being, I'm going to talk less. I know, it's amazing. I don't know I don't know if I'm going to be able to handle this. I don't know. Maybe you guys are like, it's about damn time, Phil. But we've got a different format. But before we get, we get into that, I want to just introduce some uh, some familiar faces, I guess. Jay-Z from uh, 228, our Australian uh, dude. How you doing? Yeah, well, thanks. How you going, mate? I'm doing, gro- doing well, man. Last time I saw you, it was a little bit colder weather than I think you were used to, like ever in your life. I don't know. Oh, yeah. mate. First time I've ever seen snow. It's yeah? crazy. That was the first time you've ever seen snow? Well, once I defrosted the freezer, and that was pretty cold. <laughs> That's awesome. Hold on, you guys got snow in Australia, though, like, in some parts, right? Or is that... Oh, right. I'm up in the tropics near the snakes. Okay. All right. Where everything just wants to kill you. Understood. Understood. Also, we have Tao down there in the bottom right. How you doing, Tao? What's up, guys? And... For those that may not know, that's the guy who leads the 1v1 and all of that shenanigans with Goes Down. Uh, you want to go ahead and drop maybe a quick shout out for that? Yeah, I got, um, I got a link in our Discord. Uh, we do a 1v1 tournament once a month right before the uh, right before the release of the new mechs, the new patches usually. It's a Saturday uh, preceding that. And um, it's uh, free, free to play, free to enter, all kinds of cool prizes, a lot of fun. I think that uh, a lot of people have a good time usually. It, it, we try to keep it really simple and easy and straightforward. It's not a very in, um, it's not a very intensive process. You just kind of show up, play a couple matches, see how far you go. It's a best of three. Anything goes, basically anything goes tournament. There's a couple of restrictions like uh, no streaks, no flamers. But everybody's welcome, and it's, um, it's tier limited, so you're not at risk of you know being a tier four dude that's just trying to learn the game and get dropped against some tier you know one like vet that's been doing this for four years or something so uh i think it's a cool opportunity for people to come learn and play the game and um i'll get a link to our discord yeah, in the chat if or dropping in like yeah twitch uh yeah sure what, what is like if someone was interested is there a particular website you got like uh it's- all of it's basically hosted out of our, our discord we have the link for registration which okay. goes live about a week in advance uh from the tournament so it's just a Google form to register, but there's not like a site. Actually, we, we thought about doing a site we, that may be coming in the near-ish future, but um, we have, uh, like I said, just all the links and the announcements and stuff go in a, a dedicated tournament announcement channel in our Discord, which is CWX Community Discord, and I'll get a link for that gotcha. right there. Gotcha. I think we, we yeah, Kippers, Kippers just got it. Awesome. Thank you. So Thank you. All right. A um, little bit different format. Uh, so me and Darren sat down and we basically and, and I just want to sort of talk about uh, why sort of a change is happening with the podcast and why we think this is sort of a better direction. So first off, just premise this of we love doing the podcast, but obviously me and Darren have talked a lot over the course of the past five years. And we get, you know, we were basically saying is, are we doing a service if we bring up topics that we've talked about before or you know if we're not bringing the level of enthusiasm and and so forth and so we basically we sat back and we basically looked at it and said how can we and can we use the podcast as a platform to get other people's voices heard 
And uh, some of you guys are like, well, no shit, Phil. We've been saying that forever. Um, but anyways, it's one of those things where we basically were like, you know what? Hey, this is what we're go This is the direction we're going to go. So we're going to have guests on, whether it's two guests, maybe even three sometimes. And Mama Bear should be here for the majority of those. Uh, it's just today he couldn't. And um, we're going to ask you guys questions. We're going to ask you tough questions. We're going to we're going to pick your brain. Uh, why do you feel this way? Uh, what are the pros and cons and so forth? And really dive into topics as far as um, MWO and possibly even Battletech as well. We've got Battletech the game, you know, hopefully soon and stuff like that. Um, so anyways, let us know afterwards, of course, what you guys uh, are and how you guys feel about everything. And then we'll go from there. So let's go ahead and jump into the topic of discussion today. And I think this is sort of pertinent considering last patch had a new game mode uh, coming out. And so we're going to go ahead and talk about game modes. And specifically, I guess, the idea of ob objective-based gameplay in MWO. And I guess, let me go ahead and ask you guys, before we really get started, is what is what is objective-based gameplay? And I'll, we'll start with you, uh, Jay, in MWO currently. And how do you view it working or not working? Let's, let's just, just lightly touch on that. What is your opinion about ob objective-based combat? Um, and, uh, yeah. Right, hey, so... Objectives, by definition, is what you have to do to win the game. Um, now, in Skirmish, the objective is simply to kill everything. And a lot of other game modes, killing everything is a pretty good idea. Uh, now, what some my favorite game mode, and a lot of competitive players' favorite game mode, something like Conquest, which is has objectives and sets up the fight. So you can use Conquest points to as an objective to force a win condition other than killing, but also mean that, you know, if you don't control the objective game, you can actually lose the, um, the match or you force the other people to make a move to avoid that. That means the fight's in your favor. Now, on the other end of the spectrum, you have Incursion now, which is very heavily on the, on the objective. So you have a lot more bases, a lot more things to shoot, deal with. Um, I've actually kind of been enjoying it. I think it's could there's still some tweaks that could be done with it, but I've actually been enjoying it so far. Um, yeah, so essentially, there's a, the, the the game modes in Mecha Online have a bit of a scale in my view of skirmish which is straight up killing everything all the way up to incursion which is really killing things is good and it will help you generally win but honestly a lot of the games i've been seeing so far um whoever controls the base usually um you know gets the win like a single medium can kill the entire base at the moment so you gotta be really careful you're scouting for that objective gameplay all right, what about you, uh, Tal? Do you have a different outlook about uh, objective-based gameplay in MWO? No, I have a pretty similar... Uh, I think I have a pretty similar understanding of objective gameplay, and, and um, you know, starting with the simplest that, like, Jay just mentioned, you know, the skirmishes, the objectives kill everything. I think that when you define objective gameplay, it's what it takes to win the game. And um, what it takes to win the game as an objective that's not killing people is, is um, obviously a pretty... I think it's an interesting topic because it's not very clearly defined in the current game that we have. I mean, Conquest is probably one of the best that we have as an example for a game that really emphasizes something that's not just killing mechs. Um, so I think that, you know, it's a worthwhile topic to understand or discuss and, and see if we can get some ideas to figure out what how to how to really reassess objective gameplay in the game because so far I think that most of the community has this, this feeling, this notion that you could really break it all down to just kill the other mechs, you know, which which is never a bad choice. Okay, you brought up uh, something, Tao, um, and I'll go ask you, do you think there is 
when we talk about objectives and we look at previous MechWarrior titles, MechWarrior 4, the online aspect, and MechWarrior 3, do you think the reason why there's so much maybe negative kickback on any type of objective-based combat is because we as players ask ourselves and sort of question, is this actually MechWarrior? Like, isn't the whole idea about just to kill enemy mechs? What, do you, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I think that that's, there's a, a varying... Um like a gradient uh, for, for the interest, depending on the on the pilot, the individual player themselves. There are a lot of pilots that I think are have a relatively, I don't want to say shallow, but very straightforward opinion of what they want out of a mecha combat, you know, digital game. And that's just destroy everything else, right? Like destroy all the other stompy robots. But there are other people that have um, much more intricate desires from, and, you know, they want to be engaged in a different way. They want tactical and strategic combat, and they want engagements that, that don't just boil down to we're just going to trade Civil War style, you know, uh, ordinance between between two teams of, of giant robots and can kill each other, right? Like they want something more. So I think that that's definitely uh, a... a I think it's definitely a, an issue that you brought up is that a lot of people really just want that kill the other mech thing and that's maybe some of the um some of the resistance to seeing objective uh based gameplay develop what about you jay i mean do you think there's anything that us i guess old veterans of the game is that is that why it's kickback or do you think that the reason why objective base is sort of looked at in a, a sort of gray area is is what we were talking about earlier um Kind of. See, with the deck base, I think the reason is some. I, I think we're talking about more incursion because conquest. I think look quite favorably, honestly. Gotcha. Um, and that is objective based. Um, Escort's another objective based gameplay, which is asymmetric. It's the only quick play asymmetric game mode. But we'll, we'll, we'll probably come back to it later. With, I think incursion is really what we're talking about. Um, I think because at the moment it's really like if you. In group queue, in particular, I think a lot of experiences in group queue and solo queue, you can swamp a group of lights with SRMs and just blitz the base if you want to. And it means that your assaults, they walk partway through up to the map. You know, by the time they realize the base is under attack, it's too late. Um, it's for some people, and honestly, I've had that happen too in solo queue where it's, you know, I want to level a roughneck, a heavier. I walk out a bit, get this go, and something outside of my control has flipped the match. Well, sorry, something. Yeah, it's not outside my control. I could have actually defended that. But it's something that seems or feels to be outside my, my control that really frustrates um, players. Now, I think that's one of the main reasons people don't really like Incursion at the moment, or some people don't. Um, so it's not so much the objective-based thing. Is is the objective achievable? And do, does every part feel they can do something about it? If the answer is yes, like Conquest, for example, then I think people will enjoy the game mode more. Um with incursion, because there's a feeling of, you know, I'm, my mech is useless for some part of the time, even though it may not necessarily be completely true, it might be partially true, that's probably where some of the frustration is coming from. You know, I think it's uh, to state here, when we're talking about objectives, we're actually talking sort of about a very easily, or just sort of a narrow scope, right? I mean, you running up to a point on the map and capping, right? There's no... Yep. Like, even if we're talking about scouting and, and, and faction play, even if you're talking about uh, domination, the whole idea is the objective is get in the circle and or kill the enemy max. So really, I mean, those are the objectives. I mean, it has nothing to do with roles, has no, anything like that. It's just the fact of uh, it's very narrow. So I guess my question is, is there anything, any, any way we can expand that? Is there is there... 
Because really, I mean, if you drop in a mech, it's physically you going from one location to the next. Mm. Now, what I see is I see you guys talked about escort. Escort's a little bit different because you you can kill the enemy team and you win, but there's not a base per se, whereas assault, domination, and now even an incursion, you can cap or kill the base. Where so escort's a little bit different. And then skirmish has none of that shit. So what, how do you guys feel about and we'll start with you, Tao. How do you feel about, is there anything we can add for objectives? And then what is the definition of objectives you'd like to see modified or changed? Well, I think that um, part of what part of what puts the objective-based gameplay into this gray area that you're talking about or, or makes it stale or undesirable for people, the reason they don't like it, I think, is that um, the areas for improvement, I think, all come down to uh, the dynamics, right? Because if, if we're working off of the baseline that that killing all the enemy mechs is never a bad idea so it's a very consistent way to to deliver performance and get wins right then uh it, it's a it's not necessarily a gamble to play objective gameplay when you're playing it as skirmish as long as you're kind of peripherally associated with the objective so that you don't outright lose it um i think that that a lot of people are more willing and interested in taking the safe bet and so i guess the the what the consequence of that is how do, how do you shake up objective gameplay will you make it less of a safe bet to, to just play skirmish, right? And I think that that has to come to um, adding dynamics to the game that may that may come in a lot of forms. But but I think that the the fundamental core concept would be adding an element of uncertainty and forcing teams, like in scouting, for example, to make a commitment, a decision that has a long term effect. If they commit positionally to something in in the absence of information, then they're committed to this thing that may not it may be different game to game. But when you know exactly where the enemy is going to spawn, you know exactly what hills they're going to peak, you know exactly all these things, which are constants essentially for for decent or top tier players, uh, that makes that makes playing the objective less uh, less safe of an option as opposed to just sitting there peeking the one hill and and playing you know essentially like the cs go of mech where you're like i know exactly what pixel i'm aiming at because i know exactly where they're going to be you know um and, and all i need to do is get just the enough peripheral overwatch on the circle but otherwise i can just sit here and i can just gauss ppc somebody in the face or whatever um so i think that adding adding some dynamics which i think um escort kind of did but again it, it like scouting i think is the best one of the best examples in addition to conquest um, of balanced objective games. So, uh, like I said, I think that the, there's, there's going to be something and, and maybe it's, maybe it's different map, uh, elements. Maybe it's some kind of, um, different placements or, or changing or dynamic objective placements that, that change even in between the games. What about, re what, what about rewards? I mean, Jay-Z, uh, do you, like one thing I've noticed, uh, with incursion is people can actually, it's funny. It's watching beef play Friday. And he yeah, was in he was in a Griffin 2N. He won the his team had been totally obliterated. It was 311, but he was in their base and he destroyed their base at like the last shot and won. And he earned like 300 and some odd thousand C bills, zero damage. But he won the match and he earned that money. And it was funny because at first he was like, oh, that's just so broke. And I chimed in and I said, funny you can win match by playing the objectives and he came back and he said you know i'm actually enjoying this game mode is are we re will rewards change player behavior to where because what i guess what i'm getting at is like assault right if if you people fucking hate when you just go and cap 
right? Because you earn nothing. And then everyone's like, thanks, you know, guys. Do you think rewards alone would change player perception and behavior on those particular game modes? Yeah, well, that's an interesting question. So, I actually, like I've said, I actually do like incursions. A couple of tweaks would be nice, but I do really like the idea of the game mode. Now, the rewards thing, I think you also need to have a match score as well, because um, for some, I think, you know, seeing your name high up on a match score thing, you feel like you've contributed to the win, contributed to the objectives even. Um, so that's that actually does help the perception a bit. Um, and yeah, for, for most quick play and the solo queue players, I think, and, and myself included, I like Dosh. I like the C-Bills, you know. It, it, it does help. Uh, obviously winning, like the fact that you're winning to me is a reward enough, okay? Winning the match, like if, if I do zero damage and I've done objectives like capital game, but we win, that's a reward enough for me. Although the extra Dosh is very, very helpful because I might have spent a uh, like a, a UAV or a, and, and a strike with some consumables to get re remunerated for and be really handy. Um, particularly with double UAVs potentially coming out later on. So, you know, that's getting that remuneration, I think is really, really helpful for people to continue to do it. Because let's say you're in, let's say you're in a group queue scenario, you're light pilots, they might be playing lights for two hours and they've made like negative 50,000 seabills because they've just used UAVs all the time. They've, I'm, I'm, I'm exaggerating slightly here. Um, the, the, the fact that they can earn as much as the heavies and assaults who are doing damaging roles means you've actually introduced objects for each weight class, which I think is awesome. Gotcha. Uh, I guess so... I, I'm more asking if, if for assault, you could earn more by actually capping the base somehow. Do you think that would change the behavior of it being frowned upon for actually it being done? And because what you're saying, it's supplement, right? You like earning C-bills, obviously, but you're also earning C-bills because you're using them via cool shots, airstrikes, and stuff like that. So it's supplemental. But what I guess I'm asking is, is a C-bill reward alone uh, on the actual objective like Assault worth it in the eyes of a player? I think you need Massacre as well, because some people like stats. I mean, I just care about my win-loss, honestly. I don't care about the rest. But for my, some people, like you know, even seeing it in screenshots or something for people, you know, seeing on a match score just that immediate you know that felt like a good match i felt like i helped the team out that may help the perception as well of contributing i mean it's kind of hard to really because it's this we're talking about almost like a personal reaction to a match so it varies from player to player gotcha. um i just like to see victory i don't really care about the rest most of the time um <laughs> but for some I, I think the match score definitely helps um because match score is also used i believe for psr and other things you know um that's, you know, like it, it, people want to feel that they, what they're doing actually is furthering them, not not just on a like pat on the back, but no reward. Gotcha. You know what I mean? What about you, Tal? Yeah, the PSR boost. Um, I think that money is an appreciable reward. Uh, I also agree with with Jay Z's um, perception that people want to feel like they've contributed, and and even if you doubled or tripled the amount of reward for for just base capping in uh, assault. I would I would be hard pressed to imagine that people or the community would enjoy that basically knowing that assault is literally a mech foot race. If if you know to say, all right, well, you know, there's uh, we could we could fight and we could spend the next eight or nine or ten minutes fighting and possibly you know uh, getting some great component destructions and all this other stuff and assists and things like that, or we could just like you know run fast-ish mechs. And then cap the base in a minute and forty seconds, and, and roll a new game. 
Like that's it. And and if you're looking at it from a strictly money standpoint, then if you vastly increase the rewards, what you're going to get is um, a foot race because people are ultimately going to measure. I, I think that the community is ultimately going to measure these kinds of quick play game modes based on the C bills because PSR, while it may have some impact on some people, I think a lot of people have less respect or care for the, the PSR, but they, if you turn it into the, the foot race, the base race, um, people will just roll their, they'll, they'll just roll and find their stats elsewhere, you know, and they'll just say, all right, hey, let's get this game over in, in a minute or two max and roll a new game, you know, which is it, right now the current most C bills that you can earn in an assault game is kill 11 max, then cap like leg and component pick the last guy, then cap the base, right? Like that's the most you could earn. Um, and the people that only play base cap screw everybody else out of the money. But if you vastly increase the rewards for base capping with no damage or whatever, it would it would end up being the foot race. There are already people that do that for no money, and they screw everybody out of Seabills and PSR and everything. Because if you win on a team, uh, you if you win on a team with no damage, you you don't get your PSR, you don't get money, you don't get anything. Um, so I think that if you did bias it, you would see a massive uh, a massive change in the way that that assault would be played. And I'm not sure that it would be a good thing, but I, I feel like there are probably changes that you could make to make assault a more balanced game mode. But I think that there has to be still some reward for engaging in combat because I, ultimately I think that that's a core uh, attractive characteristic of the game. Otherwise, again, it would be, you know, like Mecha Frogger. Like we're just going to try and dodge these other mechs and, and dip around behind, you know, cover and then base race and then try to get the game over with so we can earn our 400,000 Seabills and move on to the next game. I mean, that's an outrageous amount of money. Can you consider that's more time than you wait in queue for most groups is if you could end the game in two minutes that's and earn 400,000 Seabills, that's like a lot for the amount of time invested but it's still not as much time as you spend in queue and i don't think that shortening those games for quick play would enhance the player experience in in that queue you know i think that you should want ideally want to spend as much time in game as you spend in queue and if you spend five to ten minutes in queue you should want to spend five to ten minutes in game and hopefully be rewarded for spending that time in there instead of base racing okay so so let me let me put this in perspective i guess so we're talking about assault right now you don't earn really anything if you cap Really, I mean, and that's why I was asking you guys if, and it's been brought up in multiple times. That's why I figured I'd ask as far as, I think we could generally say an increase in actually getting the objective would be good. I don't think there's anything crazy there. Um, but how do we then say combat is first and foremost in assault, but is it the objectives in itself? Is it positioning? Is it the fact of uh, it's just easier to kill? What what would make assault more desirable to actually playing the objective? And it should be a, a tactical thing. Should it just you be because like on assault, like the first thing pops into my mind, canyon network, right? We go right, they go right. Then someone complains that they're capping. Well, for me, I remember a point in time in the game where we used to start off matches on Caustic Valley where you'd push up to the rim, you'd take your time. You go and you'd yeah. say, well, are they going left? Are they going right? NASCAR, start your engine. But yeah, <laughs> but now it seems like even dropping solar, even group for the sometimes most part, I just want to be like, you know where they're going. They're going to go to the left on Canyon and we're going to go to the right. Is it that much of a surprise? So I guess, I guess take a step back here. What would you do for objective based gameplay? And I guess I should ask then, do you do you like do you think assault is good for mwo and then if yeah. it is or isn't would you make any changes i just had a quick thought you know just i want to give jay the chance to talk here i just had a quick thought though that i wanted to get out and that's that um possibly completely 
changing the dynamic of the game for assault specifically would just be to add multi phases to the the capture cycle a cooldown if you will so you cap 25% and it stops the cap for a, a fixed period of time or or even a dynamic period of time based on how many mechs are on the base and it says hey this won't continue capping for another 30 seconds and that puts people in a position where they're forced to, to do engaging combat or or a minute let's say and if you have a whole bunch of mechs on the base it'll stop you know three times basically at 25% 50% and 75% uh, through the cap it would just stop capping and say it's on cooldown for the, a minute or you know a minute and 30 seconds or whatever and then it'll cap again you know after that period of time but that would be it would be impossible for a light to to sneak a base or anything like that it would be impossible for the team to, to instant nascar but isn't that sort of counterintuitive though isn't what we're talking about is on assault combat isn't the issue it's that the capturing the objective doesn't earn you anything so it's frowned upon and then on on, on top of that it's the fact of uh, how do you change it for players is it yeah, you go, could keep massively, going. I think you could massively incentivize and say, hey, every second that you spend actually capping the base is worth an enormous amount of C-bills or whatever, right? So it would encourage people to cap the base, but it would force them to do combat as well. Just like in, uh, like I said, in scouting where you cap the... Um, the individual uh you know like data points or whatever you could you could add a per second massive like a hundred thousand c bills for 30 seconds worth of capping and if the base only takes you know however many seconds based on how many people are on it you could earn potentially an extra hundred or two hundred thousand c bills or something for for base capping and possibly fighting you could you we're looking at possibly having an assault game where people want to fight they want to cap and they're earning two to four hundred thousand c bills in a game and it's and it's not a two minute base race and it, it's actually six to eight or nine minutes even Gotcha. So what you're what you're proposing is you uptake in rewards, so that if a light or medium heavy assault whatever it is gets on the cap, they'll actually earn rewards. But then the 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 point would stop, and then there's a cooldown. So you can still have the gameplay. You can still get the rewards. So it sort of splits the difference. What's stopping a team just from saying, you know what, uh, we're just going to rickroll the other team? There's no sort of tug and pull there to go and do an objective. Is there anything we can do with assault? that that does that change that would be a c build i think that would be a c build bonus like the the percent the reward for capping the base i think would have to be appreciable enough to say hey it's worth steamrolling four or six people and then going to cap the base because the more of us that stand on the base for the entire period of time would be would could be very lucrative you know i think that there's a possibility there but i don't think you're ever going to be able to take away the incentive to kill all the other mechs i don't think that's ever not going to be a win condition okay what about you jay we're talking about assault yeah. What are, what, so, let me ask you, is there anything you like about Assault? Um, Put you on the spot, well, no pressure. Well, yeah, yeah. So, the way I think about Assault is we have a game called Skirmish, you have a game called Domination. Now, Domination, I think, is better than Assault. And in fact, I, I was actually thought, I thought that Incursion was going to straight replace Assault and Assault would just be too. dead. Uh, so, I, when we talked about the, earlier, when I was talking about, I actually wasn't talking about Assault. I thought that was a getting phased out. Now, the reason Assault in my view, is actually one of my least favorite, is that you have two points on the map and the, at opposite ends of the map. Now, you kind of have almost like a prisoner's dilemma where you either go around each other or you double camp or you basically make it... So 9% of, the, 9 of assault games I've played, I just skirmish. Yep. And it's like, oh, by the way, let's just stand in the square, cool, done. The other 10% is... Now, um... To me, domination achieves the same things Tao's mentioned that assault does, which is encouraging a cap, a location of the map that is 
um, key to forming engagement or forcing engagement. However, being domination, I like that game mode because not only is the circle larger, so you have a bigger area of control. You have those generators on the outside to get your cap time in there. Um, honestly, I, I think that between skirmish, which is the, the fight, which is 9% of assault games, and the let's control a point in the map and get a good engagement, domination covers that, and the whole base assaulting thingy, that's incursion. I don't know if assault actually has a place in anymore. At least in a symmetric game mode. In asymmetric game mode, maybe. Maybe. But so you even use it for quick play. So if we're talking about assault, Canyon Network as a reference, exactly yeah. what you're saying is the two points on the opposite end. It's not fun for heavies and assault. Is so it, it's, it's, would it be crazy thing. moving those inwards? Uh, okay, so on you know we're in the direct center like of the domination. map. Yeah, but you actually have the cat points instead of a circle. So if you had on both low ends in the map cat points, but they were close, do you think just moving those would be beneficial to the game mode? So instead of having them on the outskirts there, that it's now... And if the team, if the enemy team is right over... I mean, you can... Is that something that you think would be interesting? Well, so one of the things as well I want to talk about objective game modes is like how much of the maps actually get used and... Domination achieves this, but also its flip size, it doesn't use much of the map on some maps. Some maps use a fair bit, but others, most of the maps, it does not use anywhere near the majority that you know, a game mode like Conquest or potentially Incursion might use. Or Skirmish could technically use a whole lot. So if you move the assault bases closer to each other, you're really just like, you're kind of making a weird off domination. It's, a, it's like uh, a combination between like Conquest and Dom, right? Because you well, can imagine light mechs would point. get to the points quicker, lights and mediums, and then here's heavies and assaults. But would that allow rotation to happen on both ends? Your heavies and assaults would... And then, hey, they're winning the cap. We have to dive and stuff like that. I don't know. I'm just tossing that out there. What do you guys feel? I think that I think that's an, an interesting concept. And I, I think that that in conjunction with another idea that was brought up recently um, in a discussion I was having was that... You know, adding that that uh, dynamic to the game to force people like Jay was saying to, to use more of the map or whatever. I, I think what you could do possibly as an alternative would, or even in conjunction with what you're suggesting, is putting these multiple cap points close together. Not quite, not conquest where they're spread all over, and conquest which are fixed points, but something like I, I'm going to reference scouting again because I think it's one of the most balanced game modes. Even though I don't even play much of it, um, cap points that that once you capture it moves, it's gone, and, and you find another one, and it maybe is like. A little dom base or uh, an assault cap point or whatever or maybe like a conquest point and once you cap it out for all its points it's gone and it moves and then it, it you know just like there are different patterns for the uh, intel points in scouting it could be randomized not well semi-randomized right procedurally maybe or, or whatever where it drops these cap points and say hey first to a thousand points wins each one of these points is worth a hundred or whatever and you can capture as many as you like and every time you cap one out it, it you know there are only two or four up at a time on the entire given map and you can cap as many as you can but it would force people to engage in different parts of the map and it would it would force people to decide whether they want to group and focus in a, the middle of the map or possibly get out capped which would you know if somebody is already on cap duty running around the outside that would be a tough decision realistically it, it's it's a lot like conquest but i think even more dynamic is that you know where the cap points are going to be and you know exactly how long it's going to take for you to get there i mean conquest is a science for, especially for a lot of comp players you know you look at maps like grim plexus which is enormous and cap points that are really far spread out there i think that you could add a sense of 
of dynamic urgency and objective focus by saying, hey, we're going to randomly put these cap points out there. And not only are we not going to show them on the map, but once you cap one out, a new one's going to spawn somewhere. You're not sure where it is and you have to go find it. And if they have a locust or something or a raven or somebody going and finding cap points, they're going to have that advantage and you're not going to be able to just death ball over Foxtrot 7 and Grim Plexus, you know? Um, it's not going to work. So I think that you could put the focus on objective gameplay while still maintaining the ability to you know, possibly keep skirmish as an, I mean, skirmish is never not going to be an option. Like we said before, I, I think that that's never going to be off the table, but I but think what about the actual game modes? Points. What about the actual game mode? Should skirmish stay in the game? Why or not? JC? I think that there will never be a time where people won't be glad to have that as an option. Uh, I think if you took it out, there would be a lot of frustrated. What, but what are the, what are the cons from, what are the pros and what are the cons from a balance standpoint? Let's let's dive into that. Go ahead, Jay. Well, let's get Jay in here. Go ahead, go ahead Jay. Are we are hey. we talking about solo, group, competitive? I mean, it, both. It, it both. changes a lot. So so skirmish, the objective. There is actually an objective, not just kill everything. There is another objective, and assault technically has this too. Well, used to. Um, skirmish is end the game with more kills, not just kill everything. Kill everything is obviously what ends the game immediately, but end the game with more kills. Now what? Why Skirmish is a terrible competitive game mode for leagues and that is whoever gets the first kill wins most of the time because Make a turtle. It's, it's turtle. It's yeah. like, we got a kill. It's turtle. Um, now, in Solo Queue, that doesn't really happen necessarily or even in Group Queue sometimes. It doesn't usually happen much. It can. It can. It can happen. I have seen it happen multiple times. Especially but, like River City or something where it's easy to defend. Yeah. So what happens is, is it creates it's, it's, sorry potential for frustration where a pilot gets himself killed through a poor decision. A poor life choice dies then basically because of that the other team has to completely push in their other 11 mechs just because and under the objectives they're actually losing if the time runs out they can't st stand off for that now obviously people get impatient and so on now that's on the flip side i think skirmish is fine to have in quick play and group queue seriously it's deathmatch i mean it doesn't play any very differently than the current assault you know it's fine to have in. It, and look, the thing is, no one, like, not everyone's going to like every single game mode. I currently actually don't mind the game modes. Um, Assault's probably my least favorite, but that doesn't mean I hate it, you know? Um, I think it's kind of pointless because we have skirmish and domination. It doesn't really add anything good. It's kind of a poorer version of, e of I both. I agree. So, and then we have incursion too. So it's kind of this three-way thing. Now, that said, like, I skirmish, quick play solo, I, I like it. You know, all the other game modes, I, I do enjoy playing them um, to some degree. And you just got to understand the objectives. But when you play Skirmish, it's like, you know, if I die, if I'm the first one dead, my team has to then get another kill, at least to tie, let alone to win it, which puts them at disadvantage for the next engagement. Um, let let me, can I, can I toss something out there? How do you guys feel about Skirmish in the context of what you were just saying? But in the context of mechs, and we're sort of branching out here on a, on a, on a stretch, but there are mechs that are clearly winners in the same weight bracket or even chassis mm. compared to others. Now, so one of the problems that I see um, from a design perspective would be if I take a Locust 1V or something that's subpar compared to other variants and or other chassis, I don't necessarily get to choose which game mode, even though you vote, you may not get it. So now if I'm in an Arctic Cheetah or I'm in a Locust you know, 1E or some, some mech that's at the top of its the food chain in its category and we get skirmish 
but I'm in a crappier mech, you automatically have the advantage and there's no other, in the context of firepower, speed, and you know what I'm saying? Like that's that's where I have a problem. Do you guys see that as a problem as a global issue or the I game do. mode? I think it's a gamble. I mean, it's a gamble to what, what we have now is just like you're describing. It's a gamble to take mechs that aren't exactly optimized for just killing other mechs. Like why would you take a mech that's good for, you know, that has ECM, has crazy Axel, D cell, and take a cap accelerator when you're probably you may or may not just get dropped on on Dom, on assault, on uh, skirmish or whatever, and you're forced to fight anyway. And and the uncertainty, like I said, is what makes that a gamble. I think that's a huge problem. One way I, I, I mean, and this is by no means like you know my I, I'm standing on this is the only right thing, but one thing I've, I, that has been discussed before and I've thought about as not a bad idea is. The game, like, you know how we have a voting screen for game mode and map? That's cool. I like it. But, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't care if we even got dropped in a random thing like the old days. But Automatically, let's say, just pick one. Let's say I launched in, let's say I, I launched in a 30-ton Arctic Cheetah in Solicuse. So, Solicuse class-based. I would then have almost like a drop deck, like Faction Warfare, like a one-minute counter. Just like when you hit a drop in Faction Warfare, I can pick any light mech. Because matchmaking, you use a light mech, so I'm a light mech. I can pick any light mech I want. Or in group queue, I picked a 30-ton mech. So therefore, I looked at my 30-ton mechs. So that way, the matchmaker doesn't change anything. It's just simply, you know what? This map's alpine. Why don't I want to bring a small pulse mech? It's, I could bring so, a 1E or something, you know, or whatever. Yeah, bring something yeah. else. And and that way, sorry, it's be. like, oh, snap. This is Conquest. Man, I am in, uh, like, an Irby, which is slow. You know, I might instead bring a, fire, like a cheetah or whatever it is. I'm just, you know, just saying it, it, the the... the to me, I don't mind playing certain maps and gamers as long as I have a mech that fits it. You know what I mean? Like, oh, hit Terra Therma. Well, no, I'll I, I, my I think. Timber, yeah. And then hop in Nike, 75 75. I think I, I specifically actually talked about this last week, and I basically said what I think if I had a perfect solution is the voting for maps and game modes, I would be okay personally with just getting rid of no map vote that it just picks randomly for you. And then it, you have two choices between two different game modes. But then after, so you quick click launch. After that, you, you, you get the map, you get that information, you vote for the game modes. And then based on what you're basically saying, then you would pick your mech chassis. Now someone, well, what if someone, no, no one ever picks? Well, someone can just go AFK and it doesn't really matter anyways. But then, anyway. and the reason why I saw this as a beneficial thing was if I drop on Polar Highlands, so, and I guess the argument to, that I see, and I'll, I'll let you guys play, you know, get your opinion on this. The negative opinion I always hear is, well, then everybody min-maxes if that's the case. And that's fine. I would say that's fine because the randomness isn't there anymore, uh, you know, like, or it is there. And if I take a short range, if I'm running around an Atlas, an AS7D, I would not have taken that if I'd have known it was Polar Highlands. And if it's Mining Collective or Viridian Bog, I'm not going to take a long-range sniper mech. I'm going to take a mid to close-range brawler. And I just feel like that would alleviate so many of the... And I know this doesn't necessarily have to do with game modes, but it does. Because, it does. Right, because you inadvertently would or would not take a certain mech. It doesn't solve what we were talking about earlier, though, about crappier mech to a non-crappier. I feel like that's a whole other discussion topic. But it would at least alleviate you being dropped on a game mode and being potentially outclassed per se because you took said mech 
and maybe you know the game's been maxed already i mean as a complaint for most people i i agree i think it's an it, that's i think that that's not really a legitimate um argument against what you're suggesting what i think we all agree on which is the ability to choose your chassis choose your mech or whatever or a pre a, a pre-built loadout that you've made after you know what mech or what map and game mode you're going to be playing i think that would help so many factors not to mention the i mean a good example just is completely cosmetic my entire my entire hangar or whatever is all my mech bays are full of mechs that are painted obnoxious colors because i never know what i like there are some people that would lore hard and they would paint their mechs real legit you know camo not necessarily that it makes that much of a difference but at least it would give people the option to engage you know i, I mean in, in a so, way that maybe they don't maybe they, they well they can't do now you know what i mean so let me so ask hard. you what we, what we were just talking about jay-z you brought it up basically that's that's basically i just yeah. sort of expanded on that instead of a choice yeah. of four but it's the fact of after map voting you get to choose your mech then so are you both in agreement just yes no both in agreement yeah. you'd both like to see that yep absolutely okay. and i i haven't heard anybody at least in our community that that has any resistance what are, to that well okay is there any cons to that okay so i actually would think like having them stage after each other does increase the time before you get into mech fighting so if you had the job selection and then you vote you hit the vote and you, and you pick your mech so as the votes roll in you get you can pick your mech while that's happening i mean you know if you're slow with voting then who cares or if you don't care about voting who cares you know like you don't have to vote you just click on the bottom if you want left or, whichever one i mean honestly I, I wouldn't even care if you didn't vote on on game mode that's just me personally i agree but to me like so just just so you know i does if i'm playing solo queue or just casual group queue i'm not gonna pick a meta mech every time i'm like Oh man, I want to level my um my vindic my my vindicator with with pulse lasers and standard engine. I don't really want to walk around Alp Alpine with it. So you know what, mining. Oh, that's a great this little jumpy pulsey thing. Why not vindicator? Why not? I want to level it on this map. So it's not just it's not just metering to like crazy competitive min maxing. It's like I just want to level stuff on a map. I'm not gonna get screwed. <laughs> like, yeah. Have have that know. flexibility and say, hey, if I get the option, I I I can pick something that I would rather yeah, play. It's not it. this super competitive min max thing. How do you guys feel yeah. about map voting and game mode vote because i remember a day back in our day right you got what you got and you were happy but yeah. that also caused some issues primarily for what we were just talking about which is uh even back then it shows caustic you know valley and it was conquest well you dropped in a, a misery or whatever or you were yeah, and and yeah <laughs> Jay-Z would be. But that sort of plays in itself, too, is, uh, yes, there may be min-maxing for that potential map, but if everyone has that tool available to them, then it's on an even playing field, whereas I look at it being it's not on an even playing field because there are certain mechs in certain situations that will be better. Someone might say, and I would agree, to some point, randomization it keeps it balanced, but is map voting a good thing for MWO? And well, same well, thing I'll with game modes? I'll tell you how I vote. I'm like, okay, what am I running? What map best suits my mech? That's how I vote. It's yeah. like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna. Is, that, is that bad though? That, do you think that's bad for? It's like it diversity is. of mechs and like gameplay and stuff like that. Well, that's, yes and no. I mean, honestly, like, just because a map is so mech doesn't mean I'll, I'll I will not always bring the same thing. Like, as in for mining collective, yeah, it's a brawl map. I'll bring I bring snipers to to mining. Like, you know, I'm okay, I, I do that, you know, or something like, um, yeah, I bring range to things or I might go, you know what, this time on, on this map, I'm going to try brawling. And it's something in group it's like, hey, you lot, 
hey, you want to try something dumb? Let's do it. Let's just go like Polar Brawl Rush. Let's do it. And, you know, on group, you can do that. And, you know, it's it's a choice you can make with your friends and your groups or even in solo queue that, yeah, it, it, you don't, you don't, just because you hit like a, a snow map doesn't mean you have to bring ELRs. That choice is still there to the player. What but about I think you, it's still diversity. I, I think that good or bad or evil or what? Question. I, I think that map voting isn't isn't the problem at all. I don't think there's anything wrong with map voting. I think that we've already addressed one of the uh, uh, more root cause issue in that. Um, that I think map voting isn't doesn't have anything to do with the problem. The fact that you can't pick your map after your mech after you know the map absolutely hurts mech diversity. And and I think the reason that is is that you know like we were talking about earlier the min maxing of individual mechs. Well, we have min maxing now. It's just done on a different scale. It's done on a from a different perspective. I min max all my mechs to possibly play any game mode. And so like yeah. Some my, my I have ridiculous mechs with crazy psycho loadouts, and I, I bring them out in stupid group queue, and do we do stupid, you know, like small pulse nova polar rushes or whatever. But yeah, man. For the most part, and I think most people are like this, is that everybody that um, that I think wants to be successful at the game may or may not be at a top tier level. Like uh, you know, they they want to, and they're right now in order to even stay remotely competitive and make money, they have to min max their entire. Uh, mech choice option list to play everything right so that this is why you see stuff super successful across the board like nightgers and this is why you can't you'll never see things in the current setup you won't see popularity for things like cataphracts not necessarily that you may in other in other ways but but there's a reason why some kodiaks uh and and warhammers and nightgers are just super successful because it's like across the board you know yeah this could go to mining this could go to pull this could go anywhere but again, you may find a time where you would rather play something else, but you're just too afraid to take it because if you get that bad roll, yep. if you get that bad map, that bad game mode, it's just not going to work and you're totally, you're just shit out of luck. And see, and I agree with that statement because like there may be something better than that Warhammer in, in a case. Yeah. But like for instance, Mining Collective, there may have been a better choice for that. But what if I would have got Alpine? What if I would have got uh, Grim Plexus? Then right. that setup. So I agree. I think we're in all agreement there. I, I have a question in regards to... Uh, another branch off here. And this has to do with game modes um, and in the fact of map design. How do you feel about all game modes being on all maps? Excellent question. So currently, <laughs> uh, Escort and Incursion are not on every single map. Um, the two most recent game modes, so I'm just so anyone doesn't know that already, they're not on every single map. And that's fine. Um, and you know what? I think that some other maps, maybe... You know, domination may not be the best for it or something. Like, I, I think that's okay. And it's good to have some maps like, you realize, you know what? Incursion just doesn't fit on Canyon. That's fine. We don't need to offer that. Um, at least, you know, at least for Q. I mean, having it as a lobby option, eh, probably not a bad thing. But um, in terms of Q and, you know, solo Q, group Q, you don't really need to have every game on every map if it doesn't work. Because you want working combos. The more working combos, the better. Um, you know, that said, having more maps would also help having options for those gamers to work on. So, for example, a super brawly map would be pretty cool. But because um, we lost, we've lost a few brawl maps. Frozen's no longer Frozen a brawl City map. Rip. We've lost River City ish. Well, not River City. It's kind of changed. It's River City's or whatever. Fro uh, Forest changed Frozen. a lot. So yeah, yeah. Frozen's the biggest one. That was the that really we lost that one. Because we saw a that. recent uh, addition this past patch was uh, domination on Alpine. Yeah, the position, right? The position, the first yeah, position of domination, to... um, was I forget what grid. It was like yeah. G7. It was down there, and 
it was actually more beneficial for the guys that spawned, uh, I guess, away from I-9, right? Because you could get to the circle a little bit quicker. Then it was moved... The hill of the shield. Yeah, then it was moved to the other side, and it literally was like no man's land for that side now because the enemy team could get... The I-9 could get yeah, there the, quicker. The west side spawned. And then totally they could get to defense easier, whereas you had to go up on... So now it's down, and they edited terrain, terrain to area. make it... Yeah. And to me, I feel like that's... I'm okay with a lot of game modes, even though, you know, I think, uh, like you said, Escort, I think Escort and obviously Incursion, why it wouldn't be on every map is Incursion requires a lot of right assets being added. And maybe on the smaller maps, that's not necessarily like Canyon is small, so you wouldn't have Incursion. Well, well but, Canyon is a great Conquest map. Like Canyon nails Conquest. It's pretty good for Skirmish too. Domination's great. But, you know, it would lose the strength of being Canyon if you had Chuck Incursion on it. Gotcha. Now, how let's let's go dive into incursion really quick it's fresh on our minds uh i'm not gonna lie i mean obviously you know being internal with pgi um uh, i know a lot of stuff coming down the pipeline and stuff this actually caught me off guards i'm not gonna lie i missed the last pts i was down in atlanta doing a race and i didn't get to play incursion on pts so i went in on tuesday's stream believing it was asymmetrical and it fucked my head up live on stream because i was like what do you mean there's two bases like but I'm hearing a lot of people basically say, I like it better than Assault. And when I first got on there, my first initial impressions was, this is a lot like Skirmish, basically. I mean, really, like, there's no... Because it's not like one side's attacking the other, you both have this base. But you like it, Jay? Um, Overall, I think, I think it's got some really good bones. I think it's a very good direction for a objective-based game. Right. Tweaks are good to it. Uh, what what kind of tweaks? Like yeah, okay, what and why? Too. Right. So there's a couple ideas. One, it, but let's think about. Okay, incursion. There's two bases, one on each end of the map. One of the frustrating things if you're playing a slower map is, I can only con control either my base, the enemy base assault, or some sort of middle ground thing. I can't. You know, it, it doesn't. How do you actually react to that? Now, what if? Just an idea. The towers were actually shared assets in the center of the field. So whoever got their battery to a tower in the center of the field, or multiple towers, gets that for that local region. So the jammer would jam a bigger area in the center, or that sort of thing. The drop just could be as they are, because they kind of controlled by teams. But just think, just think about how can we actually move some assets into the field of play outside the bases, so it's not just these two points on the map are the only places that objectives occur. Um, now that said, the battery points at the moment, I've seen some really cool light medium like fist fights over those batteries. It's pretty hilarious um, and good, I think, to have. But Conquest has that too, really, to be honest. Um, so maybe some sort of idea of if it's if we're keeping it symmetric game mode, that is, keeping incursion symmetric, is to have some more of those assets and, and things in the field a bit and maybe some bases sprayed a little bit more. Um, just because at the moment, like we saw a piece video, a Griffin can just clean up a base right now, and that's. But his team had been obliterated, and he was the only mech left. Is that necessarily a bad thing? I mean, well, yeah. So, so it's, I mean, from a tactics point of view, that was that was the plan. You have eleven person distraction force and a one one man army. You know, you go for the objective. That's, I think that's fun. That's in the game. It's just, is that the game that really encourages objective? play and a good balance or is it just simply the base trade assault thing again that's what i'm trying to say is if, if you just go for the base trade assault thing that prisons dilemma almost 
Um, is that as fun as it could be? Or, or maybe having some assets in the field that you fight over or even destroy, you know, so no, no, no one can get it. Don't know. What about you, Tao? Experience yeah, with I, incursion. I think that it's yeah. I kind of have a, I have a similar feeling. I, I think that I like the um, I like the the batteries and and the turrets and stuff like that. I like the I also really like what Jay just presented is the idea of of kind of really projecting more influence or, or overlapping more of the influence between the bases because right now it, it's pretty. Like you said, there are some distinct zones of control, and it's either like the middle of the map, the enemy base, or your own base. And so you kind of have to make a really strict decision. And if you string out, you're just dead because it ends up falling back to again that that safe option that we talked about before, which is just skirmish. So if you string yourself out and you try to project a little bit of force, but you're still trying to play defensive, you're just going to get wiped out because they're going to bring a 12 man to your. You but know, is, your that, is that a good thing? And is that because we have two bases? Like, and that's where I felt. I was, I, I was at a crossroad because I was like, I feel like one side should be defend and one side should be attacking. I I personally am an advocate for asymmetrical. I, I could easily see incursion being a better game mode asymmetrically. But it, what it would be, it would be a small version of, uh, of you know, the, the old invasion, right? And so um, I think that, that there's a way to make it happen, you know, with it as a symmetrical game mode. But... Again, you would have to have a lot more. Um, you'd have to have some 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 fail safes to prevent a single 55 tonner from just nuking the entire base before 11 guys could wipe him out, right? And and that because I think that that's a cheese mechanic, right? Like that's like like you said, that was part of the plan. Sacrifice 11 mechs, and we're gonna do it on purpose. We're gonna go sacrifice 11 mechs, keep everybody busy, and then just go cheese the base. And and it's not that it's not in the game. It is in the game. It's not that it's not necessarily fun, but I don't think that that necessarily promotes healthy balanced gameplay that wasn't an intended cons that was an intended right. design not it was working. it was a yeah, consequence exactly. okay right. that was an outcome but maybe not a foreseeable or predicted or projected outcome and i don't necessarily think that falls in line with a healthier competitive balanced not even competitive but a healthy or fun balanced game mode because I think a lot of people will end up having the same feeling they do when you get a base rush on assault, which is they feel like they got cheesed out of there. This is it when you when you really break it down. They feel like they got robbed of their queue time because, I mean, they worked their ass off in the game, but not to mention before that, they were waiting for 7, 8, 15 minutes to get a game, and then they they grind through the game, coordinated teamwork, you know, component picking, communication, movement, and all this stuff, all this coordination, and then they come down to that last guy, and they have the, like, victories in sight, and then it's, like, 188% Griffin that just vaporizes their base, and it, there's nothing they can do because they're in Roughnecks or something that's 75 kph or whatever, and they just can't cross all the way over Frozen City to get to it, you know? And I think that they're, like, while those, those... Uh, circumstances may happen in the future, they'll they'll be much less commonplace, and they'll be much more like the heroic clutch as opposed to the cheese, where we threw eleven mechs at the at their base to stop them from from you know stopping our one guy who was the suicide bomber or whatever. Well, so, something I'd something like... to think about if you're going from symmetric to asymmetric is that you almost have two ways of doing incursion. Like, so keep it symmetric, but chuck stuff out in the field so you have more yeah. of that play of of where shared objectives. Now, okay, yeah. so now we're actually fighting things. Not that, not, that, not those two-point base trade situations where you have to have a binary hard lock commit one it's or dynamic. zero. It's dynamic. You can project yeah, force dynamic. depending on your... Yeah, absolutely. You yeah. could seize turrets or jammers or whatever, and you could project force, and it's much more of that, that internal in-game tug-of-war system, you know? Yeah, and, and and so the other way of thinking about asymmetrically is I think incursion asymmetric is still viable or valid in the sense that the attacking team 
could still go for those batteries and get their you get their uh, radar sweep up. Really control the outfield outside the base and get these batteries and just go. You know what? We're going to keep throwing dropships over your face if you camp your base. So the camp, the, the sorry, defending team would either have to go at their base because the the attacking lights are just running batteries into these these dropship flyovers. Yeah. So they have to come out of their base and have to work out how do you actually do we go out of our left gate and hit the attacking force before they push into our base or, you know, I well, think. And uh, like perfect like, example would be like Crimson Street. Um, I'm going to say, uh, not the side of the port where the ships are, the other side. Um, I felt like where the current base is, if that was moved to like, uh, to the right in the corner, so the attacking force could technically push over saddle and or go around or use the tunnel. And then the supplementing stuff, what you're talking about is outwards. Then, um, there's not just one approach vector for the assault without being spotted. Right. Right. Uh, and and I feel like to me that's that's my first initial impressions when I played skirm or played incursion for the for the past you know week, is I just felt it was it was basically like assault. Uh, if if one side pushes at the other, you just get you know go around base cap blah blah. blah. It's not very fun, dynamic blah, right. blah blah. And then also too is like what what is it what is it different? I feel like assault game mode and incursion can be in the game, but they have to be different enough. And in this case. Uh, again, I was very cut off guard because I thought it was asymmetrical. I thought that was the whole point. Um, and I feel like it being symmetrical also disadvantages the sort of idea of like the different weight classes because uh, assaults heavy, assaults particular, right? You have the most bang for your bucks as far as firepower, right? And, and it's, it's nice to have those either solo or group, but it also comes with a price tag and that price tag is generally speaking is speed and maneuverability and it's either or or is it just game you know again players just pushing up to mid and they just rush or or they make decisions too quick i don't know for me i like the idea of incursion being asymmetrical um but it looks like if it wasn't or at least not right off the bat you like it more than assault game oj so you're saying that's a positive uh, but you were under yeah. the impression assault was going away. Same thing, uh, you know, with like uh, Alpine Peaks was supposed to go away, but we kept it. Um, Alpine's not a bad map. It's just it, it worked, like Alpine Conquest is actually really fun. fun yes, um, I agree. Like yeah. that that game mode and, and map combination is a good combination. Yes. Like we talk about combinations, that's a good one. Yeah. I, I, I hope it stays. Um, okay, so. Incursion fresh on our minds. We'd like some alterations or p potentially a significant change. If it does, I, I think it would be better if it was asymmetrical. But if it isn't, I think you have two options. Yeah, you have one is keep it symmetric, but throw things in the field, and then which is kind of like keep it incursion. And assault becomes the asymmetric. Hey, you're assaulting a base. It's asymmetric. Yeah. yeah. And delete the old assault, which is just two squares of a prison dilemma. Right. I, I think I I think that that. That one of the either way, no matter which way is like symmetrical or asymmetrical, I think that there should be neutral objectives, neutral force multipliers, like we have the batteries with the turrets, the radar jammers, whatever. I think that those neutral force multipliers should be added because they're they're not. I don't think that right now they're bells and whistles on top of a, a dressed up assault, which is just a dressed up skirmish, right? And I think that. If you made those um, those neutral objectives, those force multipliers, more accessible, more widespread, and allowed teams to coordinate and use them as legitimate force multipliers to project force across the field, 
they wouldn't have to. F they, 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 right now, I think people come to this point where they fight, they fight, they fight, or they scout and they find out where the lines are. Then they have to make this leap of faith, right? Like there's this leap of faith that where we're just gonna commit to the push or whatever. And and I think that that uh, that gamble isn't necessarily something we should take out of the game. But I think right now it has very inconsistent results and it doesn't allow teams. There is no circumstance I think where it allows teams to progressively, incrementally, coordinate and and make the push forward and project force. Uh, you know, in steps, which I think is the ultimate goal for people that want that level of intricate tactical and strategic gameplay. Right now, there's just a we're gonna we're gonna make the leap of faith. And we're all just gonna rush across the thing and gamble that the one Griffin doesn't doesn't sneak our base, right? And and right now, you know, like I said, it's you don't have that option. I think to to project force over neutral objectives to make incremental coordinated steps with your team in a in a real objective based gameplay. So. Um, I can see it go symmetrical or asymmetrical. I think that we should. I think that would be the best thing you could do to facilitate. One of the best things you could do to facilitate uh, healthy, dynamic, and competitive, fun gameplay. So let me let me toss this out there. So, how do you guys feel? And would you add some of the things like the radar tower, the sensor sweeps, um, jammer, and stuff? Do you feel like those things could be added to other game modes as well to help? emphasize stuff like skirmish yeah. they're not winning right but they are little objectives that help you potentially i mean how do you guys feel about or is there anything else that you would add that would be like you know hey that would that would work really well on a case-by-case -case basis i think you could i mean like i think if you want to give some maps a bit of flavor not every map needs to have that set of exact three so for example yeah. just saying i'm just throwing this out here not i haven't thought about too much but what if canyon just had radar tower because it actually has two radar towers it actually does yeah. have two radar towers physically in the map i mean you could dress them up and move them slightly or whatever you do make them usable in that way just thinking you know if, if thematically is continuous or yeah or, or, or hpg yeah. just be like i don't know that's probably a bit ridiculous that sort of thing <laughs> but the, the point yeah, is yeah. like you might have um maps where there's two different dropship flyover points or areas that you know let's say that there's two common camping spots for skirmish if there is does come to that like Spaceport River City Upper and the other side of River City, you might have those things that, hey, if a, you con if you control another location, another part of the map, you get dropship flyovers on that area. Just saying, there's, you could add some flavor that way. Now, I haven't really thought this through. Just brainstorming here. That I'm, I'm happy to add that sort of stuff and yeah. keep it in the flavor of the maps that they're in. It could even be achievable or implemented with again like these those intel points where if you run out to the middle of nowhere in river city or the very back of the of the flight line or the uh you know you run out to the very back of the flight line and you get a data point out there or whatever it grants you hey we're gonna have a a, a dropship flyby or something yeah. like that you know whatever i think you could easily add those kinds of things that wouldn't necessarily just be bells and whistles but they would actually be an appreciable thing and say, hey, we actually have a fast mech that should go do this because this could really help us to force uh, an engagement or or present some force or presence on the part of the map that we want. If we want to defend or push spaceport, for example, in River City or, um, you know, with another map, Alpine, it's a really good idea to say, hey, that giant, tall, huge mountain in the middle, if somebody's standing up there or whatever, if they expose themselves, like there's a, you know, whatever, it, it's it's really easy to say, hey, we're going to call in an artillery strike on this and we know the enemy's there. Like we can see them. Like we just get every, you know, whatever. We can go run out to an intel cap point and we get a free artillery strike on the mountain, whatever. Uh, maybe. I don't know. There, I think there are ways to do stuff like that that would definitely add dynamics to the gameplay without necessarily breaking stuff and changing all the maps and doing all these 
really intensive things that these are mechanics that exist in the game and I think implemented properly would add a lot of flavor and a lot of depth to the kind of gameplay that's that's not just all right death ball 12 people over the middle of the map let's go you know all right I'm gonna yeah. bring up go ahead I was just to say like you know some artillery strikes that you could even I'm just thinking maybe if you control certain locations you get free refilled you know consumables or something that yeah you, that, if you, even if you didn't enter a map with one it's just hey here, like from this location, you can call, like you can control literally a gun, like an like artillery. Long Tom, so you... capture these three points, and it just starts shelling people. <laughs> sure, well, maybe, well, no, maybe. Just, I mean, this is obviously we're brainstorming right? here, so like, you know, <laughs> but these are it's just some of the um, ideas that neutral objectives I think are great. Yeah. Um, now, obviously, you can go to the extreme. I don't really want to set the chat on fire, but like, if there's AI vehicles or something, that's sort of like a long term. I've no idea if that's <laughs> feasible, but like, you know, there's 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 things that I'm glad that that PJ I've tried with Incursion. I'm actually so I'm going to props them for trying this, for giving this a go. Um, and I think some of the stuff that they've done with Incursion, in particularly putting more objects in the field, is what I would like to see. Put that in faction warfare, and you've also held the faction warfare siege modes and other game modes that are in faction. Yeah, gotcha. So take away. Uh, from what you said is improvements on incursion could be moving those little objectives like the uh, the radar and the jammer and, and air, move those to where they're neutral in the middle and you have both sides that can fight over those uh, and uh, put potentially uh, possibly look at asymmetrical as well uh, if not then assault. yeah um, and of course let me let me bring up a topic here that's very controversial um, some people use it as a go-to for solving all issues. Um, but I want to premise this. MW is a free-to-play title. Uh, you have 15-minute matches. Um, we already have this in faction play. Now we do. Should respawns be a part of solo and group play? What are, the, what are your initial thoughts? What are some pros and what are some cons to this? And is it, is it good for MWO? Who wants to initial go first? Thoughts. Initial thoughts, oh, okay, Jay. Okay. Yeah, Jay, go. Thoughts, no. <laughs> no? Um, but um, I'd say it's not, it's not the clearest of no's, but it's, that's initial thought. So I think the, the quick play is quick. You play quick, quick play. Um, and that works. Now, I think factions should be encouraged to be played as something a diff as a different experience. Now, personally, I know that server efficiency is better with 12, but if quick play in, gr in group queue, or, or quick plays, were 8v8, I don't, we're, that would really help a lot of the game modes work with no respawns. Because you have less mix in the field, less focus fire, less deleting people off the face of the earth as soon as they peek around a corner. 12v12, you know, it is actually Oh, you need two or, three, two or three heavier assault mechs that right. zap one guy, yeah. Yeah, but with faction though, and if these game modes with these extra neutral objectives go to faction play, then the 12v12 game mode is used. So then you have a different experience, you have respawns, a lot bigger scale. So those who want to have just a quick play, you know, 8v8, that would be way more enjoyable in my view with no respawns and it becomes that thing, it becomes its own identity and faction becomes, hey, you know what guys, there's 12 of us online, we want to play together though, let's hit faction up, let's get, let's, you know, jump into that bucket. <laughs> um, and uh, have a go, and I think you'll get that. That's to me. I think you'll find that um, the game is actually be more what they want to be. If that makes sense. What about you, Tao? Um, the initial answer to your question, I think, is no. I think that respawns and quick play would be a net negative 
Uh, I think the biggest reason that that's the case is that it would appreciably increase the, uh, if you think that the price of entry, if you will, for newer players or people that are less than ca or less than competitive that don't have four or eight hours to sit down and just grind games out, they want, hey, I got it. I got my wife's on her way home or something, and I've got the kids where I got time for one game, you know, a 15-minute match. It's like, cool, I'm going to jump in and play one, maybe grab one after dinner, whatever. That's fine. That's, I think, the identity for quick play should remain that. And I think that they're like like Jay saying the 8v8 is ma I think a lot of people agree I agree that 8v8 for quick play would be massively helpful for a lot of things uh, further differentiating or, or solidifying the difference in identity between this large-scale co coordinated group play like faction or whatever and I even think that there may be room for something in between where it's not a four mech drop but a two mech drop of, of either 8v8 or 12v12 like in between scouting and big faction play I think there's room for something like that as well but I think that there are a lot of really interesting things you could do with a single respawn or, or you know, possibly even faction play, which is a different topic of discussion. But I think that you could do a lot of really fun stuff with a single respawn game. I just don't think it would be good for quick play because of the massive price of entry for newer pilots and more casual pilots. I don't think you'd get to see uh, the kinds of results that, that, that you might want out of that. I think it would really dilute, confuse, and frustrate the community uh, to have that. But... Like I said, I think there's room for it, just not in quick play. Okay, so you guys yeah. are you guys are both no. Um, one of the arguments I I hear for respawn is in the context of your. Some people will automatically jump to the assumption, well, people will just be stupid and just Leroy. Well, they can be stupid now. That really doesn't matter. Um, but the idea would be respawn. You have to worry about spawn camping. Some of this actually was brought up during the faction play roundtable, right? Which they talked about spawn camping and and uh obviously pgi said hey we're going to listen you know we're going to look at that a lot of uh i was bringing up in chat because i wasn't talking during then i was like fucking drop pods let me pick where i want to go and people were yeah. like yeah it would be fantastic but i guess from a gameplay perspective i have to just question what about the fun level because let's let's take a moment step back here even though i'm a hardcore battletech fan and i get mechs don't just materialize out of nowhere and right you're a, if you eject from a mech it's not like you just instantly go grab another one but if we can justifiably have respawns because that's what they are in faction play it's a yep. it's a right it's a respawn mechanic for it, yeah. right um would it be something that would be unique for mdbo in the case of a 15 minute match and that your actions now, you're not living necessarily on a knife's edge. And is there any tactical awareness? Because every single person that I've talked to fucking loves faction play and the respawn that's going on. As far as the respawn happening. They love it. So if that many people are loving the quick, basically quick play with the respawns and, and, and all that. Is there something to be said about bringing that to the masses? In some way shape yes. or form because some people would argue if you're going to allow respawns could you have a unique game mode with the mech bay mech repair bay to where that's contentious between both sides or you know so forth and so on so to answer the first thing you know people really liking respawns yes there is something for that play faction um that's <laughs> what you do it's like so look so at the moment we have two types of gamers we have quick plays and we have faction each split into two buckets so you have solo group and scouting in faction invasion that's four different things. We don't. I don't think we need to add any more because, I, honestly, I enjoy all four of those. Now, if you want respawns, play faction. Now, 
if you add these game modes and these extra neutral assets to the various faction players, because faction does have the standard game modes as well as siege, so the faction flavor of them can be slightly different with extra things being 12v12, so they might have extra neutral objectives, a bit more HP on some items. That's fine. But what I mean is, I don't think I think so, the identity for solid group queue, particularly if it goes to eight v eight, needs to have its identity of, hey mate, let's just play a couple of drops, let's have some fun, you know. And if you want to respawn in solid queue, you leave the match, you play, a, you drop, you search for a new in a new match. That's how you respawn in solid queue. You but die. Could it? Can it? Someone argue that faction player currently, with all the imbalance issues is not a place for a solos or even a casual and that what so just because look hey here's this game mode uh, you know here's this game mode with respawns that's really enjoyable why should i have to go through all of that hassle when we should just bring it into solo and group i think that because uh, you relaunch in solo and group in a new match yeah i i i agree that i personally as a uh, an active player or whatever, uh, somebody that has the time or whatever can can allocate the time to play larger, you know, larger game modes and longer game modes. Faction play is very rewarding. It's from a, from the the engagement standpoint. Like I get four max, it's great. And and I and you know I definitely see that gap, that space where it's like, man, I would really love one respawn. That'd be awesome. But I think that there are a lot of there are a lot of implications, a lot of possibly negative consequences for for introducing that. Not to not the least of which would be, um, you know, queues. But it would it would stress the queues worse than they already are. But more importantly, I think that it's it's indicative of what you just mentioned. You said there are a lot of imbalances with faction play and like solo queue players and pugs are afraid to go in to faction play because any appreciable eight plus man is just going to roll them over. And it's, it's, it's a, it, I think that, that the solution to that isn't let's make a new game mode with a single respawn or something else. I think that's like, let's fix faction play. This so people want to play it. Like, I want people to want to play faction play. And I think that it should retain that identity. And and maybe there should be various flavors of faction play where it's not all four respawns. Maybe you only have one or two or something like that. Add some variety to that. But I think that that should still remain faction play. And it can be a big scale 12v12 with reinforcements. Because if, if you can afford to allocate 12 mechs to... Or, or if you can afford to allocate two mechs to a pilot, you can afford to allocate 12. So I think a 12v12 with one, two, or three respawns is a totally reasonable option for faction play. And I also think that, that addressing that the imbalances in faction play itself fixes the root cause issue, not puts a band-aid on a symptom, which is, well, I'd really love to play round two of this one great quick play match because i think that what that is is that's that's individual pilots that get frustrated because they have long wait queue times or whatever in in solo or, or uh you know quick play and then they finally get in a match that they want and they want more right and the the i want more should be solved with play faction play because every game should be the i want more kind of game and if you want more and you have the time for more you should be playing faction play Agreed. but if you you know if you don't if you're just the guy that's like i got time for one before i gotta go dinner with the kids or something then it's like you're you're really gonna screw those people who only have a single ebb and jag or who just started the game last month or have only time for one quick play match you know because they're already gonna spend five to ten minutes in the queue you know yeah so i i think that 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 add it adds a there's a lot of implications there but i think the, the root cause is fixed action plays so that people want to play it well, and, and that brings up last time we had the round table, a lot of stuff was talked about. And I think the, the core issue is that because faction play game modes, you know, the, the discussion actually matters. It's just the fact of right now, faction play 
if we're honest with ourselves, is not in the position where the majority of players want to participate at all. Absolutely. Because of because of exactly the issues, uh, because of the discrepancies of balance, solos and groups. I think there's a lot, yeah. in my opinion, there's a lot of hard decisions that have to be made. But also, with all this being said, one of the mind-numbing facts of it is, is there's going to be people that don't like decisions because you say you want balance, but you want all this choice. And I feel like it's it's sort of like a incur um not incursion, uh invasion. A lot of people don't like invasion. I don't like invasion game mode. I don't like corridor warrior, you know, every single time. And that's why when they introduced the regular maps with uh you know the game, I was like, oh nice. But Some variety, yeah. me as a player, I'm not gonna drop solo. And I don't think solo should be a part of uh the experience, which is gonna irk some people because some people are going to use the exact argument you just made Tal, which is i don't have a lot of time why am i not able to play in that experience and someone might argue it's because that's not made for you go join a unit and right. if you don't hey guess what it sucks I, I, it sucks that you're missing out on the experience but go play a uh, quick play but if someone's going to put their foot down and be like well that's bullshit why can't i participate you know it's so. it's there i think it's real similar but it's it's the like you said it's the harsh truth it's the harsh the harsh facts is that you know if you can only afford a toyota, a toyota sienna but you really want to race it on the track like the track's not really made for a toyota sienna but guess what if you want to pay the 250 dollars for a track day you're welcome go ahead and bring it and then sienna. if you want both to be on the track then you're gonna have to deal with all the you know other nonsense going on yeah, yeah. and and i'm agreement so i i don't i don't want to go into faction play game modes as much because that's right. that's a whole nother yeah, I can't worms. Whole another thing. But uh, in general, um, you know, I, I feel like game modes, objective-based combat, and I, I still feel like going back to, like, what is an objective? Because, like, right now, the objectives are kill the enemy team, you can cap the enemy team, so that's a secondary, and or the third is what you were saying, which is you can tie. Uh, so even if, in the case of skirmish, the, the tying and or having more kills, but the more kills factor is 15 minutes, which is so freaking rare especially yeah. in a skirmish and especially some uh, maps are so conducive to quicker matches just because it's a smaller game field you can't necessarily hide you can't run around or you can't do any of that um but i feel like objectives it's not like an mmorpg or some you know like right where you can do an action as a human character or as a gnome or an elf or you know uh it's you're in a mech right you, so you have a limited move set yeah right yeah yeah like okay so that's why like all of them are cap point you know it's basically cap points you run into the circle or up to this thing i mean even in incursion you're running you're up getting these batteries you're standing and shooting right i mean those um, are your only two real options so really like it's jumping and shooting yeah jumping right really jumping it's and moving yeah yeah so and you know that's why if, you know when we first started the podcast i asked you guys what is objective based combat to you or what should it be and Again, I do think there's some kickback. Uh, you know, I've been playing MechWare my entire life, and I think it's a valid argument to say it's about mechs killing mechs. But I toss out, if there's mechs that are clearly superior to others at killing other enemy mechs, then any other mech is <laughs> talented to superior. It's getting so dark. <laughs> uh, um, that there's clear winners in, in the game as far as that. Even if, it, like, all game modes aside, like right now, I want to hear you guys' thoughts on this. All game modes right now in the game, uh, if you were to take a Locust, uh, you know, 1E or a 3M, 
or a PB, why would you ever take any of the other locusts? And no matter what game mode, right? You, you would always take those three over the others, Lovely. right? Right? But, and I feel like that's, that has not, it dives into game modes a bit, but it's the fact of going back to if killing enemy mechs is one of the primary objectives, if there's mechs that are just clear winners, then what are, where, where are the places for these other mechs that are subpar? Just a quick thing on that. We how many mechs do we have in the game? Is it four hundred and fifty? Oh man, it's are... it's like five hundred. Okay. We've got so, so many. Yeah. yeah. So let's just say five hundred. The fact that if we find five hundred different places for a mech, wow. Like seriously, I think the fact that honestly, I think overall, I might get stabbed for this. I think the balance is actually very good, and there's a lot of diversity <laughs> in what works in solo and group queue. Um, not going to talk about competitive, but I'm saying, and there's still diversity there, by the way. More than something most people realize. But in Silent Group Queue, there's a lot of diversity. Like, I was having a heap of fun leveling Phoenix Hawks. You know, all, all of them. Like, you know, different variants. A Vindicator has been doing recently, being other random Kit Foxes. Like, there's what I've been leveling recently, and they've been fun trebuchets. I think that work. there's a, there's definitely, I, I appreciate, I, I agree with Jay that uh, there is a decent amount of diversity. And I think that, I, I will make a note not necessarily a counterpoint, but just a, a clarification. I think that that diversity increases with your, uh, with, with pilot skill, just your operational proficiency increases your diversity. You can afford to run stupid shit because you're just a better pilot. Like, and, and that's, I've seen people run stupid stuff. That's just like, well, they only pulled it off because they're a great pilot. And, and I think that that's, you're never going to be able to do away with that. But I think that there's an element of this that really lends itself towards addressing the new player experience. And I think there's also, um, some some factors to to that we talked about earlier that maybe aren't necessarily related to game modes, but hey, I want to be able to choose my mech after I know what map and game mode I'm dropping into. Yeah. That would add, that would massively increase uh, mech diversity. And uh, you mean I can't even begin to imagine how different the game would be if we had that option. Even if it was just like, hey, you can pick something plus or minus five tons that's already built or a trial, whatever. You know, something like that. Okay, cool. Then that wouldn't drastically break the fucking game. It would just be like, hey, this is this now gives people options they never would have considered. Like I said, the cataphract or whatever. And I think that that would allow the kind of flexibility. It's kind of like a chicken or the egg issue, right? That would allow the flexibility for uh, for PGI to really address objective gameplay to say, hey, we actually have objectives that would be better for a mist links to go get than a cheetah or something like that or whatever alternative there might be but we can say hey there are a bunch of these neutral objectives that allow people or or coordinated teams or, or pugs or whoever to rally or to to herd the cats and and to go get these neutral objectives and project force and have this incremental progressive development throughout a game so that it's not a two minute base race and and have these you know these kind of assets available to let people me, these options, let me ask you, you know? should there be or could there be in your opinion objectives neutral if you will based on weight class how do you guys feel about that well class doesn't always give yeah so for instance if you're dropping in a light mech you are able to go do and and cap certain things that a medium heavier assault i don't see much like it doesn't always give you even numbers of certain weight classes so this does get down to a slight difficulty where let's say that you um like i've, I've had conquest on on polo once where we had uh nine of our mechs were heavies and assaults on a conquest polo like, <laughs> but if you were hey, able guys, to pick your mech though like for instance it, right, like in this exactly, context okay. this is in the, this is in the context of what we were talking about at the very beginning which is the map is chosen 
game modes chosen, and then you decide your mech, even as a solo player, and you knew, hey, it's Conquest on Bog, man, I could go and get that, you know, certain... If there were light exclusive objectives, yeah, I think people would have those options for sure. I think it'd be a little different, but like, like Jay was saying, you, it's not always an even spread, and, and with the popularity of, like, the heavy class, I think that we it would be like a well it depends tm like we'd have to see if if there was the option to pick your mechs after maybe there would be better diversity and you'd actually see two three five lights a game or something like that i don't know well the, the other thing is is that as far as i'm aware matchmaker does take into account the class of mech and solo queue and a tonnage of your mech and group queue so if you searched in a certain mech that you know like if i searched in a, in a, in a stalker and go oh i've got a a conquest map where I know that certain points can be capped by a light, which I don't think is a great idea. But anyway, I've got to change to a light. That's changed the matchmaking algorithm in both taking tonnage off my team, but also putting me in a light, which gives, I, I don't know, I think, you, you know, you've got to be really careful with the mech choice thing that, that it's also fair for what the matchmaker can and can't do. Yeah, like I said, um, plus or minus yeah. five tons, if you know you were dropping a conquest yeah, match fine. and a stalker say, hey, you know what, I'm going to switch to a gargoyle. That's fair. And yeah, it's not yeah, going to massively impact the team. That would be huge, I think. And I'm not, I'm not, again, I'm not convinced that there would be class limited or class restricted objectives, but I think you could encourage something and say, hey, this is so damn far away that really the only thing you can get this is is maybe a viper or, or a light, you know? That, that's already in the game, by the way. Like, that, yeah. like honestly, uh, from Sigmund, doing, even in competitive for uh, like conquest like you know what does anyone have like vipers we we bring vipers for a medium sometimes we've yeah you know just because yeah 102c or a snover or a stormcrow or whatever it is has way more firepower and it's class based not tonnage based we're still picking vipers occasionally just yeah. because hey the objective is a conquest point 800 meters that way you can't go get sigma on grim plexus with a hunchy you know it's just not yeah. gonna work well right so i i agree i think that there's that uh, and again i think that you could encourage as opposed to creating just class limited objectives those positional ones that aren't exclusive to conquest like i said dynamic intel points or data cap points or assault points or whatever points put those things far as hell away and and make it so that hey there's a good reason to run a really fast light or medium i mean there's a really a, you know good reason to bring a shadow cat or whatever because i want you know it's faster to jump over something to get to this thing and we don't know until we get in there that's the important part is that right now we know exactly like i'm not the best player i'm not the best pilot but I have played enough to know that I have a pretty decent idea about where mechs are exactly going to be on a given map just because of my number of games dropped. And and I mean, I'm by no means even close to being the best pilot in the game. I just know where the hell people are because it's like, oh, it's the fucking same so, thing. So ne next question. Forever, How do you guys feel about current drop locations? Spawn points, you mean? Yes. Spawn points, Spawn yes. points drop locations. <laughs> How do you guys feel about this? Uh, Go ahead, Jay. Right. So, um, honestly, for the most part, I guess because I'm used to them, they're okay. Like, it's, it's interesting. So, back in the old days, everyone dropped together pretty much. Um, now we have kind of lances, which finally left polars all together, but that's fine. That's I think that's okay. What I wouldn't mind seeing potentially is that there's spawn set A, B, and C, for example, for each one. I think Tarragato, I'm going to give him credit for that. I think it's Tarragato, did a thing a few months ago on Reddit, which was really cool. Um, about having different sets of spawn points, which like, means like that you layouts. can replay, yeah, you can, re you can like different sets. So let's say set yeah. A, B, and C, so you can select them in a lobby as well. That means that you can reuse the same maps and even game modes for multiple different starting points and different directions of flow, which gives Engage you a lot more diversity. way more of the map, yeah. Yeah. Now, on that, one idea for domination I was thinking about was, what if 
the two teams spawn so the domination is parallel so that they kind of have to run alongside each other and th that way what you have is um just, just think about just think about this Let, let's look at the, the idea where instead of everyone rushing to face on each other you can't have to go across so it gives risk to reward decision making do you cut across and cut in behind the other team pushing that domination do you rush it with lights or do you keep your lights back to you know hit them from behind because you're, you're actually quite close in parallel you could really about easily snag a uh, slow assault so if, it, so if it was like uh, yeah. uh let's just say a candy network whereas you spawn yeah. at different sides maybe just maybe you guys only spawn like 400 meters apart you're separated by some terrain but here's the thing you didn't know because it's random so you're set up for long range to mid-range combat what do you then do do you spread out do you attack i mean is that basically what you're saying is dynamic sort of spawn locations three think, or four different variations yeah i think for, uh, though you, you know it won't necessarily be like unknown where that team is because after a while come experience player go okay we're in spawn we're in spawn set b so the other team's over there but you still have to play it and figure out how it all you works. may not know until you drop into the thing just like exactly with, uh, just like with um the escort came up right like you're not quite sure till the very end whether you're escorting or whether you're attacking or whatever and i think that that what we're talking about really is adding all these dynamics is everything short of algorithmic or procedural map generation right which is like we have the maps we have and we're not going to go ask for this crazy like you know no. wish upon a star kind of like let's have all these new maps like let's just add five thousand different variations this is everything up to that point which is like hey how do we really mix the game up without without asking for procedural map generation right uh and i think that those are you know that dynamic spawn point would absolutely add so many elements of uncertainty and it would really force people to to still you know this would be this would be a, a an exact counterpoint to the idea of min maxing in the the post game lobby where you pick your uh you know where you choose your your mac because you want to know yeah. if you're you far closed know, sure yeah but but you'll at least it'll give you a more more granular control, more flexibility, more options, and more fun because there's more uncertainty. Can you, it, it makes. Can you imagine that on Conquest, thing. like on the uh, for 2017, the Mac, uh, you know, turn uh, uh, like. Yeah. You you don't know, so you guys are set up, you know, to you well, know what I'm saying? Like that would be interesting Complay, in itself. For Conplay, you'll you'll probably prescribe a map set as well. So for Conplay, it would be I would say that you have that as an option so you could lock it into You could tell okay, so, which so, yeah, so you guys are playing on, on on map C with these spawns. So Variation you have to have that. C, yeah. I don't think random drops in a competitive scenario at least So well, you're saying or maybe like, even a vote like where you can can't like you know like a like Dota or whatever, where you can cancel each other vote. Like I vote once, you vote once. Okay, yeah, like, we uh, end with spawn point B system. instead. Counter yeah, counter Yeah, counter, yeah that's, uh, that, that's not that Metcon already bands. with the maps. We okay. have five maps you just cross them off. Yeah, I like so. it, guys. So, I mean, you know, out of this entire conversation, I think there could be stuff that's done to, to all the game modes out there. I think the main thing is, like, quality of life stuff. And I think one of the big things to take away from this discussion is, really, if we could have it, Matt, whether or not you vote... Like, I'm a, I'm actually okay with Matt voting go away. And, and my argument is this. You don't get to see all the maps. We all know it. Like, I, I may not necessarily like Terra Therma the most, God, you know, like, what's the point? Like, and people will complain about map diversity. We need more maps. We actually have quite a bit of maps, but we vote not to play them. So yeah. I'm okay with maps being hard locked. I actually wouldn't mind that. Sure. I think it would be yep. cool if we had two choices between game modes. And then after Broke that, mech. you pick your mech. Absolutely. And at the same I've, time. Sorry, just say, like, sorry, this isn't really my thing, but if it's on the same screen, then that way your time isn't a minute of voting and then a minute of selecting. You can be selecting, and then if you're quicker voting, click on the bottom screen. So it's all smooth. Yep. 
Yep. No, I, I think it, I think it, I, that that's one thing. Um, I think uh, you know, out of the conversation about uh, assault, whether or not it's going to stay, are we going to keep assault? Should it be symmetrical, asymmetrical? Um, same thing with uh, domination. I actually think uh, domination. I think depending on the map could be useful if there was more than just one cap point as well some small little you know uh, in line uh whether horizontal or vertical or something like that to where then it's actually dynamic or something uh conquest is there any changes to conquest you guys would like to see because we haven't really talked about it. you said it's what comp teams use but from my understanding the reason why it was chosen for uh like the world tourney was because it forces your hand from static gameplay unlike skirmish yep. Uh, assault uh, again i can see why uh, you know players want to like that but at least uh, skirmish it incorporates a little bit of movement but it also still has the fighting aspect but my I, question uh, is is that good enough is there something to be said about cap points potentially having more weight than others is there uh, a tick rate should change the value like there's one big thing comes to mind, and this is just an initial thought. I don't have as much, nearly as much comp experience as uh, Jay or or a lot of other guys. I don't, you know, I, but the thing that comes to mind as a possible option to just really shake things up, but keep the spirit of conquest in its consistency is a is a cap timeout, right? Where you hold the cap and you can cap it, full cap, whatever, and it counts down, right? So if you full cap it, you get 30 seconds, right, of, of points. And then it goes to neutral again, and you have to go back and recap it, or you can recontest something, right? So it makes it so that you don't just lock out Kappa and then go to do your normal stuff, right? Like, that's a decided factor. We locked Kappa down, we're going to leave. No one's going to be dumb enough to go make the investment to go run all the way the hell out there and get it because it's 1,400 meters away or whatever. But to say, hey, it timed out. We're not getting those points anymore. We have to now make another investment to either go get that or continue pressing the engagement and grab the stuff near to us. And those are going to be continually counting down as well. I think that would be able to add a dynamic to the gameplay and maintain the spirit of conquest, you know, w without without totally royally breaking everything. You have a lot of experience, Jay. Thoughts? As a few. Um, it's one of those things that when we talk about improved conquest is I don't want to break a good thing. Um, there are a few like small things which, um, so I'll have a small thing which I feel pretty strongly about is currently the conquest points are these little three leg, four legged things you, you can kind of shoot through. Now, if they just have a cylindrical hitbox, what that means is that you can stand behind it and shield yourself from one other mech. But if if a team could get two sight lines on that position, you would wouldn't be able to shield yourself. Now, this is a I know it's a small change, but it would mean that you you can cover a cap point with some range or you can you can get vision on it and you can show yourself from one line of sight but if there's a second line of sight from a different angle then you can control that point from range it just might add a bit more dynamic play to how a cap point actually functions what if uh, um, it's like a mini dom where they're actually or, or what if there was no physical like blocking it was just, it was just a like a little bubble like the like the old, old assault and yeah. even old conquest is open zone too i mean is that um, something you guys hate love um, I haven't really thought about that too much. I mean, I think just a small surgical thing, just so you can have that sort of play around, you know, trying to shield yourself as someone looks at you. And I think that's a good little skill. Or even based. some sparse, I mean, we have, we have destructible walls. Maybe put a couple of destructible walls. I don't know. You could yeah. throw a, one or two destructible walls in front of some of the cap points or, or spread throughout. So it's not like a continuous, you know, a continuous barrier necessarily, but just to shake up the the angles of engagement perhaps i think that might that might change some things up but yeah like like you said uh don't fix it if it ain't broke but it's not necessarily broke but 
I could see it optimized. Like I said, I, I personally like the idea of um, of of making it so that it's not a, a one and done type of thing. Like I was saying, I, I I don't I don't like the idea of like, hey, we capped it, it's done. We're, we're we can move on now. You know, the idea that's that you have to go back and take care of it or something, or or, or you have to make you have to be forced to make a decision because you can't just sit on a three cap, right? Like the idea is that we don't want to get necessarily super stale which is possible somebody just sit on a three cap right and and maybe that happens um usually three caps get pushed on so if you sure. hold a three cap and comp or any sort of even doesn't really matter three cap is just congress game mode so if it's right. like you, you hold a three cap the other team has to has to do right. something they have to either kill some big guys and then cap or cap or kill something in a cap area yeah to... sne yeah sneak a base and then split the team and force yeah. the fight or whatever right yeah yeah no, it, it like I said, it's not broken but maybe maybe there are ways to shake it up i don't know well so some some just again, this brainstorming um, would be, yeah, like like that time thing's an idea. Um, maybe making the cap zones a bit slightly bit larger in some ways, so that there can be, you know, a bit more fights in that area. A knife so fight that, around the yeah the cap. Yeah, the, the the cancel mechanic is good. That so the, the stun mechanic, if you get take damage, it stuns you. So in such a sense that you stops the cap for a short period of time. I think that's yeah. good. Um, I think shortening the time between flip over. So at the moment, you need to stay in this in this cap for quite a bit of time before yeah. it even goes slightly blue. Uh, so increasing the tick rate there. Well, it essentially shortening the time it needs in the, the, in the gray area in the, in the neutral okay. zone. Gotcha. Um, be helpful. The neutral zone is massive. I agree. Yeah, you need to stand there for a long time, which is something that kind of makes it a bit unfun. Is like I just need to stand in the square for ages before it goes blue. Um, yeah. Um, other things maybe like you know we're talking about those neutral um items. So for example, some near cap point there may be a radar jam or. A Wherever it is, or yeah, those sort of things. Um, another a bit out there thing is, what if on some maps there's different numbers of cap points, maybe, so that some maps might have seven or three, yeah, or or eleven. Well, <laughs> on a, on a massive. That would probably be that would be almost like a map control scouting style game mode where well, you well, well, you would divide control. you could divide the number of points earned by the number of cap points. So if you only had a couple, it would earn you a decent amount of points. Necessary, maybe or or that the 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 net total amount of points would be divided by the number of cap points there are. So if there are nine or eleven on something like Grim Plexus, which is huge. You would have to have more to earn more, maybe, and it would force people to go well, engage more. If you only had a couple, you could you could earn. What pops in my head is watching you guys throughout the thousands of matches that happened. Candy Network, right? It was basically you would grab the cap that was near you, you'd grab an outside, uh, and then and everyone maybe, or it was everyone was overwatched and you couldn't go left or right without getting shot. Yeah, man, no man's land. You, right, that's actually viable if you get two double two cap with no man's land and you're one point ahead in the ticking then that's viable. and so yeah. that to me that that brings up the question of could you dynamically and position wise add or remove caps to where you know it's uh, that's why i was saying in those the on kenya work those valleys uh around theta if there was two cap points down there you don't necessarily have lines of sight on it now so you physically i don't know it, it's just one of those things where i feel like i 100 percent agree should there always be five sometimes there'd be three four five six or more and then also two is uh are some more weight than others i mean that's something to toss out what happens if there's ones that have a tick rate of like two points or I, my point being is like one would be like one point every second or whatever and there's ones or do they upgrade or something the longer you hold on to them because that sort of does what you were talking about tau but in reverse aspect 
which yeah, is, it, it you know, like if you even if you integrated what my suggestion of like a, a timeout function, if you sequentially recap a, a thing, it's worth twice as much. Right. And if you do it a third. So that when you first cap a point, let's say Kappa on uh, on Canyon, like like you said, which maybe maybe isn't a very highly contested area. You, you cap Kappa once and you have 30 seconds and then you go recap it. Now it's worth two points per second and you go cap it a third time. That's three points per second. Basically, that the other team's going to say, hey, it's really important to us that they don't get a fourth cap because they're gonna have a four times accelerated cap bonus on cap like we need to shift we need to put some presence we at least need to go interrupt their sequential ownership of this asset maybe and i'm, I'm wondering yeah. what the difference would be in like public queues on this and then all the way to comp level because what i see that happening is comp level would actually really you know actually utilize that right whereas maybe in solos it never gets to the point where a said point ever gets you know, there's really the strategy in the solo aspect, right? Because communication, really be teamwork. Back. There is. I think in, that you in could, solo queue. Yeah. I, I think that it would it would definitely I think it would definitely have to be tested for solo queue. But e if it was easily visible to people, I think this is a UI function, right? Like if it was easily visible that the enemy team has now had their upgraded cap point they've had for two cycles. It's upgraded. Like that's a big awareness thing. It's like this big function on the map that's really obvious and easy to see. I think it would be really easy to get pugs to go decap or uncap or interrupt the sequential ownership of an asset like that uh, just with UI functions. You know what I mean? To make it really obvious. Big glowing signs. Because hey, even if well, even if Theta was a bigger cap point in the middle to where it actually netted you more points but it took longer to cap, that puts the strategic aspect of once you get that it's going to force them to move they will have to yeah. move because if they I, don't I feel like it might it might overlap that might end up being uh, like domination-esque well though. yeah a, a lot of maps are ready it's not all there's some maps where it's not this is not the case but there are a lot of maps where theta is a really really key point to hold already so you yeah. don't need to double incentivize it now one thing i was thinking of the way that i think to approach this line of particularly conquest is and i feel really strongly about this now think about it no don't do a pts in the live version, have options in private lobbies. Of you know, let's let's say one option is double capping, where if you if you hold into a cap and you can double cap and increase the value of it. One is temporary caps, like Tower suggesting. You can tick box these, let people in lobbies try them out, figure them out, and give feedback. Then, whatever one is agreed upon as the best for group and solo and everything, that becomes the default setting for group and solo. These options will then stay in lobby for options. So competitive things can do whatever they want, but for you know, and that gives people you only need to download a new client. You can actually get the population you need in lobbies to go. You know what? Let's test this out. Let's figure this out. And there are so many people that spend so much time in lobbies anyway. I mean, they it would be the I mean, right? Like there, there well, are some people. And and with API and and ranked queue and all that, uh, you know, thought tossed out there. Um, again, it's sort of like using a live the live production as a test bed, but instead of throwing it on the masses right you're just throwing it yes. on so instead instead of using pts as well um so, yeah. so that so that what that would be is you know these options are available for private lobbies as options of you know those temporary caps those other things maybe even you know cap set b like b and c which have three or seven or whatever it is these options you can you know tick those options and then after feedback's been gathered from you know casual solo group competitive players all alike then go okay these now become the new defaults settings for the group in solo queue i can see that so the, the, you know what i'm saying yep that's i feel really strong about that in fact probably more so than anything else of because it's like it gives option it, it's a win-win-win it gives options to the competitive scene which i'm really happy to push 
Um, <laughs> but it doesn't push it on the group in solo queue and it gives the opportunity for, you know what, let's use the options here to, to, to figure out what's the best for each map. Uh, what does it actually work? And obviously you kind of want some continuity between the maps. You'd, you'll never get that out of a 4v4 on PTS. It's just not going to oh, never. It's not, I sorry. mean, it's not even realistically valuable feed information. I mean, it's just, it's not relevant. Yep. It's a complete, it's a, it's, well, I, and, and I can see the relationship being like, Hey, something where the hat let's meet with the, the top teams right now. And let's just get feedback. And I, and I say top teams or, or people that are participating. What I'm trying to say is, you don't listen in basically, you know, like they don't design the game, but they basically give the feedback of like, Hey, actually this two cap it's working, but uh, the location of this needs to move because it's too easy for one side. That, that's the type of feedback. Um, and I think that would be a great relationship. Um, obviously, that's a good idea. I think that's... Uh... There are more than enough people in the community that would be volunteer playtesters, yep. legitimately. And I mean, you could take their in, you could take their feedback for whatever you want, right? PGI could could value it or not, but there are more than enough people that would volunteer their time and, and give that legitimate playtesting feedback that every other platform and every other game has, you know? Yep. Um, and it's on the same client. Now, yeah. Granted, we I I use the new uh, launcher, uh, so you can see like PTS and stuff. But yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's on regular game. It's just it's just the... really steep for people that that are like, hey, I have you know a couple of invasion mechs because I got them when they came out. Like, you are you willing to download another fourteen gigs? <laughs> the hell no, of course not. Okay. I mean, and even once they get in, it's just yeah, I, I agree. I think that that you could play test out of private lobbies for sure. Now, I don't want to knock PTS. I did actually play the Incursion PTS. In fact, I've actually played every single PTS, I think, except for one where I was on a farm. I've anyway, played, yeah. <laughs> like, I've there played a couple I skipped. Uh, but um, I think something like this, which is game mode, which is very, very integral to the game and the mode the game is played in, the game modes, is something that you need 8v8, 12v12 testing on. Yes, agreed. Um, agreed. Even if, even if just, you know, that you made lobbies are free premium like for a set period of time just for the sake of testing and just go hey you know player base we're going to give free lobbies for a short period of time for testing please get feedback here put it in the in the launcher or in the, in the front panel and just go you know let's 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 do this Let, let's work out let's we'll give you all these options to play with which ones work best which ones do you like why gotcha. and leave those options in the game please for the competitive in the in the in our friday night shenanigans because we want to do stuff too well, obviously, you know, some of that uh, goes over to the, the ranked Q API, what's coming out of the faction play uh, roundtable that, uh, you know, we had a while. Okay, we're going to have a follow up with that. But um, yeah, guys, I think I think we're going to wrap it up. I think we've talked enough. I think there's some really good ideas. I think we can talk about them, pass them on. I think for me, the biggest obviously would be mech choice. Uh, you know, I, I feel like all the other little things are just improvements on what's there. Um, I still think a lot of uh, feedback could happen on maps. And I, and I feel like that's sort of a longer discussion, which is how do you, if you have a map, does that a map look the same and function the same with all game modes? Or is there alterations to the map like domination? Maybe that hill that they rose for domination isn't there necessarily for, uh, you know, assault or, or whatever. Um, I feel like that's a bigger discussion. And of course, that's more time intensive because you're talking about changes to a map physically there's a lot to talk about for sure yeah. i agree yeah but anyways uh, i just want to say thank you to jay-z from 228 and tal from cwx thank you guys for joining me and uh it's a pleasure jay i know it's like well what like uh one in the afternoon now or something like that yeah yeah yep. right right and uh tal where, where are you at right now 
I'm on the West Coast, California. Okay, so it's so, yeah, still it's a little bit early. It's a, yeah, it's yeah, not it's too bad. Thank um, you. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, man. Thank you guys again. This is sort of a new take for the the podcast where we're going to have guests like yourself and others on here to... I want to hear you guys' uh, you know, your opinions. And I, I I felt like I did. Did I do a good job? Let me know if I did a good yeah. job. I didn't talk as much. You did good. I think I did good. It was good. I mean, that, I struggled internally. Like, I, I wanted to jump in, but no. Um, but yeah, I just want to say again, welcome uh, to everyone out there. Thank you guys for joining us. Uh, it's been it's been a while since we did a podcast, but I do believe our goal is, of course, to have these out on a frequent occurrence with guests like Jay-Z and Tao and others out in the community um, and to, to hear your guys' uh, thoughts and opinions on said topics that we have. And today was, of course, game modes in general. Um, just want to say again, um, thank you so much for being here. If you're new to the channel, click that follow button. It's above. Check out all the links down below. Of course, this podcast is supported by you, the viewers and listeners. Uh, please consider uh, supporting us in a variety of ways. Uh, one, you can subscribe to the channel. Uh, all that information's down below. By the way, we got a new Moticon. I didn't know if you guys saw that. You can now have dual thumbs. Uh, so that's there. We're also going to be working with an artist to get a whole new set. We're going to replace all of them, but keep certain ones that you guys enjoy, i.e. the thumbs, coffee, stuff like that. Uh, we're going to keep uh, certain ones. And also Twitch is upgrading their subscriber and emoticon thing soon. So we'll actually have access to like four new ones. And then we'll be able to hit milestones frequently because of that. So maybe consider that. Uh, don't forget, if you do have Amazon Prime and you want to subscribe to the channel, you can do it absolutely for free. I'll go ahead and drop that information in chat. You just link your uh, Twitch account, which, by the way, if you didn't know, Amazon owns Twitch. Um, and uh, you can just link that. And the cool thing with that, too, is you get no ads on Twitch anymore, and you can subscribe to a channel of your choosing every 30 days. It's a manual thing. You just click it, subscribe, use your free Prime. Boom. Super easy. Um, and, of course, uh, maybe you want to, you know, you don't want to toss Twitch any money. You can become a monthly patron supporter. Uh, head, again, we got that link down below. Um, also, too, on that, if you uh, if you become a patron and you log on to our Discord, it should automatically put you into the Patreon group. Same thing with subscribers. It'll automatically, you just have to link your accounts. Um, and, of course, one big thing that you can do and you don't have to spend any money on us is just shop at Amazon and use our affiliate link. That link is down below. I'll go ahead and drop it in chat again. Um, and uh, what that does is they kick back a little bit of marketing money uh, to us. Doesn't add anything to your cost. It's just something Amazon does behind the scenes. So it's literally a total neutral way for you to do it. So you can save that link. Uh, maybe do a bunch of shopping for work or whatever. You can use it and be hugely, tremendously beneficial. Um, but of course, don't forget, we are sponsored here by Nick's Jerky. If you love beef jerky as much as I do, and I eat the chipotle lime and the cracked pepper garlic, literally two pounds, I go through it like three days. It's super, I don't know if it's healthy. I don't know, but I, that's what I do because I love beef jerky. Uh, if you use our uh, promo code NGNG, uh, you receive 5% off your order. I'll go ahead and drop that link in the chat as well. He's uh, located out of uh, Oregon. Um, and Darren, as Darren says, it's quality meat because Darren knows his meat. I didn't say that. I'm just quoting him. <laughs> um, and of course, don't forget to check out our website, nogutsnogalax.net. Um, and by the way, we will be having an update very, very shortly to our website as soon as Mama Bear finishes and wraps up. Just like a few, like a paragraph. That's all he's got left, like a paragraph or two. And we've got a whole new face coming for the website. So uh, hashtag Darren website, hashtag 
win. Uh, and of course, uh, just want to say thank you again to all of you guys for tuning in. Quick shout outs again to Jay and Tao. Maybe Jay, I'll see you in uh, in December or whenever it's going to be. Right. I'm assuming it's December, right? Like, I don't think there's been a date set, but I'm assuming it'd be December for the World Toonie. And even if you maybe you guys don't make it, maybe you still come. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not saying you're going to make it or not going to make it. Um, but uh, yeah, so I'll be able to hopefully see you in the near future. Maybe. Maybe. Um, but well, guys, this has been your local No Guts, No Ga no Galaxy. This is your local No Guts, No Galaxy podcast. Signing off for tonight. This is Phil. This is Darren. Until next time, Mech Warriors. Peace. Bye. Any shout outs before we uh, turn off here? Uh, shout out to my unit to 228th Independent Battle Mech Regiment, particularly the Wild Ones Battalion. You lot are awesome. There you go. <laughs>